If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, good morning, Man Hour Nation. Michael Buckeye here with the Man Hour. Sort of the manhourradio.com. Check out the merchandise page. But it is week 14 NFL. We got Dallas taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Put some respect on the name today. We're going to talk about the Denver Broncos take on the Chargers. What? That's a good game, right? We got the Colts take on the Bengals. We got the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. How? What in the world? But first. And now, Mike's Thoughts. Man Hour Nation, Man Hour Nation, Man Hour Nation. The NIL deal is going to ruin the NFL. The NIL deal is going to make bad teams bad year after year after year. Year after year after year. It is just going to get worse, worse, and worse. When we think about this, there are big-name players out there, right? You got Caleb Williams. You got Marvin Harrison Jr., right? All those players are reportedly interested in going back to college because they don't want to play for the Chicago Bears. Those teams, those players are interested in going back to the college game because they don't want to play for the New England Patriots. The NIL deal is single-handedly going to make the NFL more than likely a bad product. Now, let me take a step back on that. Now, when I say a bad product, it just means that teams like the Houston Texans will not get better overnight. Like they did last season and like in the draft. Teams like the Chicago Bears are not going to get better overnight because if said player does not want to go to said team, you know what, man? I'm making two, three, four, twelve, twelve million dollars in college. I'll go ahead and do that. Screw your Chicago Bears. Hell, maybe if I get lucky, I'll take my junior year or senior year, right, and drop down to a, I don't know, second round pick. Go to the Dallas Cowboys. Go to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Like The NIL deal, guys, is single-handedly going to make the NFL a less valuable product, right? Because right now, there is a lot of parity happening in the NFL. That, that is because of the draft. Let's just be flat honest. Without the draft, the Houston Texans would be a shit show still, right? Without C.J. Stroud and their defensive end, his 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 name is missing my, missing, slipping my mind. But without those two players, the Houston Texans would be irrelevant right now. The NIL deal, guys, face it, is going to destroy the NFL game. Cue that intro. Are you ready for the best damn NFL show on the planet? Man Hour Nation, rise up. Like Adidas, but Nike just do it. Down four in the fourth, we go for the win. Michael, two seconds, we taking it in. Buck Mike and Combs, you know what's going on. Man, now we're at the dark. No LA, we the big spark. No fourth and inches, won't cut short. Got the best talk in this all sports. Buzzing more than buzz beaters. We coming live off three speaks. 
And what is up, Man Hour Nation? Michael Bakashi here with the Man Hour NFL Talk. Over to manhourradio.com. Guys, check out the blog section right now. We got some blogs that are dropping each and every day over there. And today's Friday. So that means we're going to do a lot of game preview blogs over there today. So if you are interested of how I think the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles is going to play out, and you're going to miss the show, bada bing, bada boom, head over to manhourradio.com and check out the blog section. Of course, we're, we are going to try to get every team out there in the next two days. But also, guys, most importantly right now, go over to Discord. The link is in the, in the description. Go over to Discord and join our Discord. We are streaming live games over there. If you did not have Amazon Prime, you could have watched the game over there at Discord for free. Patriots versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and then well, you got to welcome some people into the chat here. We got John Peoples in the chat. He says, good morning. Good morning to you, John. He says, Pittsburgh sucked last night. They need a quarterback terribly. My rant was going to actually be about the Pittsburgh Steelers. My rant was going to be about the uh, old Pittsburgh Steelers and their quarterback situation. Actually, it was going to be more about those fans. Were you guys listening to the game last night? Those fans were booing everybody. Those fans were not happy about nothing. But Mr. Trubisky's not a bad quarterback, guys. Slow it down. Mr. Trubisky is not that bad. I know what you're thinking. Oh, Buck, you are full of shit, right? You're full of shit. No, I'm not full of shit. It is what it is. Hoffy's in the chat says, what's up, man? Our nation. Thank God it's Friday. Said, Did I miss the cut today? Uh, Hoffy, I sent you the link and you never popped in, man. I had to start the show. I started to start the show. John says last time Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky was terrible. Wasn't Mitchell Trubisky's a backup quarterback? What do you expect? You expect him to lead you to the promised land? Come on, Pittsburgh Steelers are just not a very good football team. Every time we start to buy stock into the Pittsburgh Steelers, they shit the bed. They shit the D on D the bed, D D. I think that's Spanish. That's Spanish for the Steelers are not making the playoffs. Stick a fork in them. They're done. They're currently out of the playoff race, and they are done. Hoffy, I sent you a, a new link. I'll do it right now. Open up this OBS guest. Type in poop, because that's our room name. That's poop. Poopity poop, poop, poop. But, guys, we it is time for some live, raw, uncut NFL talk today. As I am multitasking because Hoffy's never on time. But we are going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Denver Broncos taking on the Chargers. This is a very huge game for both teams, actually. Very, very big game. We're going to talk about the Chiefs taking on the uh, Buffalo Bills. And the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. This game is bigger than we want to play out. Butter them up and call them toasts, John. Butter them up and call them toasts. But guys, let's go ahead and jump into today's show. Let's go ahead and jump in. Be sure to hit that like button, guys. Hit that like button. If you haven't hit the like button yet, you're, you are you are wrong. Do so, please, right now. Hoffy, I'm stalling as long as I can. Kick the damn link. Jesus, Hoffy's ever on. Let's, man, we'll be right back in a second. You're in, Hoffy. There you go. He's still looking all dumbfounded. He's still looking like, oh, and then he wants to leave him. Hoffy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Now he wants to jump back in thinking it's all gravy. You think it's all gravy, Hoffy? You can just jump in and tune in whenever you want. Now I got to go back to this blank. And then hope it works this time. Oh, my God. There's the ugliest man on podcast right there, John Hoffman. What's up, Hoffy? Now he's going to look all dumbfounded again. Like, I don't know what to do with, do with, to do with my hands. I can't see you. I don't know if I'm on or not. Uh, 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 just talk. <laughs> I am talking. Without a microphone? This guy. Oh, yeah. 
What are you about new? That. What are you new? <laughs> Somewhat. Somewhat. I'm still. I'm still. Still trying to wake up. Apparently. Leave okay. me alone. Well, Hoffy, welcome to the show, man. I uh, see you are uh, wearing Patriots colors today. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh. I see that. And our nation colors. There you go. Yeah, repping the American flag. That was our 4th of July uh, merch uh, last year or two years ago. I can't, mem- I can't remember. But you as a Patriots fan, Hoffy, let's talk about last night's game. Are you satisfied with the Patriots uh, winning last night? Yeah, sure. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing they could have done. Let's just be honest. The Patriots I, winning. I, I do agree. <laughs> go ahead. I do I do agree. And, you know, they jumped off to a hot start, and then it, it looked like they were trying everything they could possibly do to, uh, you know, to tank that game away. Um, I I mean, but for whatever reason, the Patriots have owned the Steelers over the years. I, I did feel that they were going to win. I know I picked against them because that's just I'm at the point where, it's a win-win situation. I choose Patriots to lose. I look good. If they do win, I'm happy because my team won. But I am at the point now where, you know, do I actually even want the team to win or do we want to tank? But to your point with the uh, the rant that you went on, you know, does it really matter? Because it looks like, you know, players like Marvin Harrison are going to stay at Ohio State University and, and make $25 million to, you know, play college. Caleb Williams has come out saying he wants ownership or he's not playing for any team except for, you know, the few teams that he, he said. So, I mean, even if we end up with a high draft pick, are we going to get anything good? Or is Bill Belichick going to pull Bill Belichick and trade it for, you know, a 12-pack of soda and and five, you know, seventh-round picks? So, uh, it, it's I'm not sure where we're gonna, where we're going with this whole season. So, I'll take a win. A win is a win, but... They should probably just tank the season at this point. Yeah, I mean, um, I kind of feel like Bill Belichick was kind of coaching for his life last night. Let's just be honest, because I feel like he has been on the hot seat for a while now. Has he ever coached a team to like a 2-15 and 15 season? I don't think so. I think he's always had at least five wins, right? Six wins in his uh, coaching career as a Patriots coach. So he was definitely fighting for that, hey, I'm still the guy. I'm still the genius. I'm still the man, but the man, the myth, the legend. But let's just be honest, Hoffy. You as a Patriots guy, you know this. Year after year after year, Bill Belichick trades out of the first round, right? So it doesn't matter if it's a fifth overall pick or a tenth overall pick or the first overall pick. He's going to trade that pick, get some 12, 13, third or fourth round picks out of it, and then he's going to trade back up into the first round and draft a Cole Strange that he could have gotten the seventh round. That That's just what he's been doing, and he's been successful at it. I was hoping you weren't going to go there. Well, uh, they were talking about the right guard last night that they drafted in the second round last year, and I was looking. I'm like, I don't even remember this guy's name. But, 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 but. He was projected to go in the fifth round. So you guys got two offensive linemen that you moved up in the draft to go get that you, that you could have gotten the fourth and the fifth 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 round respectively uh yeah and the offensive line is still our biggest you know biggest weakness right pretty and that's where we're spending all our draft capital so tells you how good of a you know a gm bill belichick is so uh jim says trubisky is greater than pickett better than pickett huh i don't know they both suck uh, and John, John's ask, asking the question, Mr. Hofstetter there, didn't Bill Belichick coach in Cleveland? I don't think he was a head coach, right? He wasn't the head coach in Cleveland. No, he was a head coach oh, he in Cleveland. Oh, that's, that, that's right. He did, and, and, and he got fired and got hired by the Patriots. I, yeah, I, I do remember that vaguely. Oh, he got fired and he got hired by the Jets, and then he wrote on a napkin to uh, the Jets that he wasn't going to be their coach. Yeah, about that. <laughs> about that. All right, guys, let's get into some uh, – Week 14 talk here. Obviously, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the New England Patriots last night. Whoopsie-daisy. But let's talk about a little bit about NFC. Let's talk the game of the year. I mean, we've been talking about games of the year, seems like, every week. 49ers versus the Eagles. But this week is Dallas Cowboys versus the Eagles. Week 14 matchup comes down to this, right? Eagles versus Cowboys. The winner probably wins the division. So, 
I got to think when I wrote down this game, when I said I wanted to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys, who really needs this win more? Who needs this win more? And the obvious answer would be the Dallas Cowboys, right? The Dallas Cowboys need this win to get in front of the NFC East and do this and do that. But the answer, the correct answer is the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles need this win more because if they do not win this game versus the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football, they have a potential to lose four games in a row. They have the potential to not be clicking very well when they go into the playoffs. They got beat down by the 49ers. Everybody has, right? Except for the Browns, Bengals, and Vikings. Everybody else physically out manhandled by the San Francisco 49ers. Now, if the Eagles lose to the Dallas Cowboys, I can see it now. The refs did this, the refs did that, whatever, right? But if they do not beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football, they play a Monday night football game versus the Philadelphia Eagles. That's probably going to be a loss as well. Then you have three losses in a row. Then you play a division opponent at home, kind of like, man, Christmas Day afternoon, I just want to be home with my family versus the New York Giants. That could very well sneak up and bite you in the ass as well. Another loss. So, guys, the Philadelphia Eagles need this win more over the Dallas Cowboys. This game is more important for the Philadelphia Eagles because the Dallas Cowboys are making the playoffs either way, right? They, they're they pretty much a lock. They're pretty much a lock to make the playoffs at this particular point. Now, if they go on a five-game losing streak, obviously that's not going to happen. But right now, they're pretty much a lock. They have no expectations of being the first overall seed or division winner at that particular point. The Philadelphia Eagles need this win more. Hoffie? When we talk about the Dallas Cowboys take on the Philadelphia Eagles, who do you think needs this win more? I don't want to agree with you, but, um, you know, I, I mean, I think both teams are going to obviously benefit from home field advantage. Um, but I, I, they, the Cowboys got beat down in Levi Stadium. Um, you know, the Eagles got beat down by the 49ers at their, at their home field. So... I think it's going to be difficult for the Eagles if they don't have home field advantage to go into Santa Clara and, and think that they have any shot of redeeming themselves. Whereas the Cowboys can chalk it up as a, we weren't here. We had everything kind of going against us. So yeah, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are a team that benefits from playing in nasty games, nasty weather. You know, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot harder for a team like Philadelphia to beat Dallas in Dallas or beat Santa Clara, you know, beat the 49ers in Santa Clara than it is to play the 49ers in a nasty, wet, cold, you know, game that you're going to get in January in Philadelphia. So I think the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, to benefit their style of play, need this win more um, personally, but to yeah. each their own. Yeah, I I think you're I think you nailed it, right? Uh they their style of play is gritty, grinded out and what better place to do that in a mud bowl, right? How do you slow down a team like the San Francisco 49ers? Put them in the mud, right? We used to do that back in high school. Every time we knew we had a fast-ass team coming in coming into coming into like town, we let the grass grow a little bit. You know, grass might be four inches instead of two inches. You know, Keep just the sprinklers you. on. Yeah, just slow them down just a little bit. But we got Jameson in the chat, and he says, if the Cowboys lose, they are not a contender. Hoffy? You've also said this, too, a couple weeks ago. It's hard to beat a team three times in one season. So. Right. Yeah, so, I mean... The Eagles have already beaten the Cowboys once this season. If they go into in, in Dallas and they beat them again, how are the Dallas Cowboys not a contender at that particular point? Because if we would look at the playoff picture, let me pull it up. The Cowboys right now are sitting at the fifth at the fifth seed, right? The, right now they are on pace to play the uh, play the Atlanta Falcons in the first round. 
That is a first-round win. I don't care who NFC South team they play. If it's the Bucs, if it's the Saints, if it's the Falcons, the Cowboys are going to be favored in that particular game. It is what it is, right? Now, on the flip side of that coin, how are the Cowboys not contenders, right? It, it doesn't make sense to me. So just because you lose to one of the best teams in the NFC ultimately makes you not a contender? What? Hoffy, can you somehow make justification of what Jameson is trying to say here? The Cowboys lose, they're not a contender. I mean, the Cowboys are, they are, what's their record? They have, what, three, four losses now? Uh, yeah. So two of them being, you know, the top two seeds. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, with their record, provided they're not going to end up, you know, right now, they're not winning their division, so they would be a wild card spot. But they're the third, basically have the third best record in the NFC. Right. Um, to lose twice to to the Eagles, a division, you know, division foe, um, I don't think that doesn't make you necessarily a contender. I mean, I think it will be tough to, if they lose, they're, it's going to be tough to go into Philadelphia and beat Philly. It's going to be tough to go to Santa Clara and beat the 49ers. But you also got to think the 49ers were six inch. I mean, excuse me, the Cowboys were six inches away from winning that game against the, the Eagles. So, you know, I, I just, it's going to be, I mean, we've seen it with the Patriots when Rex Ryan was with the Jets and, and such. We beat them both times in the regular season, and then we lost to the Jets in the playoffs. It is a diff. I mean, you put two games on paper, you're able to, di- you know, dissect that and kind of come up with weaknesses and, ben- you know, your strengths. It's going to be tough to to beat any team, you know, twice, never mind three times. So if you lose twice, I almost think that, you know, gives you the advantage really, but. Right. Yeah, I, I totally, I, totally I, I agree with you 100%. But, guys, the phone lines are officially open, 434-468-1234. If you want to call in and talk about some NFL talk, feel free to call in. You'll get, you'll, you will call into Hoffy. He'll get your name. He'll bring you on to the show, and bada-bing, bada-boom. We can talk whatever you want to talk about if it's NFL, obviously. <laughs> so Jim says, as, as horrible as this season is for most, then have been winning for a while. I love the competition this year until week 18, I believe. So Jim basically says nobody is safe until the playoffs start. And Jim, I agree with you. I've been loving the competition this this year. I mean, granted, it makes us look like idiots when we're picking games. We're like, oh, put a fork in the freaking Bengals and they come back and they win versus the Jaguars. Like, what is going on? Jaguars go to the Super Bowl and then they, or sorry, the Steelers go into the playoffs, right? And then they lose to a two of ten Patriots team and then a two and nine Arizona Cardinals. It's just, it is, it, it is great, right? It is great. John says Eagles are going to win this game. Eagles win, he says. Eagles win. Eagles win. John also says it would it 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 would mean that Dallas was Philly's biatch. Listen, I don't think this game, Hoffy, this game is more important for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's just be honest. I think when you look down into it, this game is all the pressure on the Philadelphia Eagles because they were, what, 10-1 and just last week, and now and then now all of a sudden they are 10-2, and and people are picking them to lose three, four, five games in a row moving forward. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles are a team that is many people, such as myself, think they've been overrated all season long. They've been playing down to their competition. They have not been able to put a nail in the coffin. John, Jim, J- uh, Jameson, guys, this game is all about the Philadelphia Eagles. Th- this game is legitimately all about the Philadelphia Eagles. It doesn't matter. Like the Dallas Cowboys can lose 50-0. to zero. Well, the Cowboys were supposed to lose. They haven't beat a winning team yet this season, right? The Dallas Cowboys are supposed to lose. The Philadelphia Eagles are supposed to win. This game matters so much more for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Like, any thoughts on that, Hoffy? No, no, I agree 100%. I mean, the Cowboys a couple weeks ago were, you know, were, it se- I mean, it seemed like everyone understood, especially the Cowboys, like, it's not likely that we're going to win the division. We're going to be a wild card team. So I think they accepted that, hey, we just need to get into the playoffs. But let's go, I mean, the Cowboys, you go all the way back to week one. The Patriots at one point went for on fourth down. If they had taken the points at the end of that game, they had to go for it on fourth down, and the guy only got one foot inbound. You know, a rookie receiver who must have forgotten that you're supposed to get two feet inbound. So they'd taken the points earlier. They could have kicked the field goal. They win that game. So they, you know, the Eagles start 0-1 in that. I, I know we're talking, you know, apples and oranges, whatever. The next week they played a Vikings team that at that point in time was not clicking, was not very good. They beat them. They then went and played a, a, a Buccaneers team, which has been suspect, you know, all year. Baker Mayfield had two game, two good games already, you know, he was down to have a bad game. He did. So they start out 3-0. and Then they play the Commanders, which they were losing most of that game. They squeaked yeah. that one out. Uh, they they played the Rams at that team. At that time, were not good at all. I don't think they had Cooper Cup. Um, I don't even know if they had Stafford, but that was another team that was, was struggling at that point in time. We then had uh, the – they then played the Jets, and they lost to the Jets. Yeah. They then played the Dolphins, who have not beaten a team with a winning record. They beat them. They go against the Commanders. Once again, they struggle against the Commanders. They beat them. They then barely beat the Cowboys with, you know, by six yards. They beat the Chiefs, which they couldn't do shit. The entire first half, the Chiefs decided to take the second half off. They won that. They then beat the Bills in an ugly game. We'll call that a legit win because, but other than that, that is their one legit win where you can honestly say that they deserve that game and they won that game. The rest of their, I mean, They've had they've benefited from a, from a pretty soft schedule, so yeah. And just to add to your point, I mean I will give you that one win over the Buffalo Bills, but but I would throw the Kansas City Chiefs in there too because they did come out and pitch a, and pitch a pitch a second half shutout versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and they were down seventeen to three going into the second half. So they definitely did some decent damage there. Do we got a caller, Hoffy, or is or or, or, or is uh, I missed call, so I'm going to tell him to call back. Sorry. Okay, yeah, so let me yep, let me jump back into the uh, comments here, and we will uh, talk. Anna's in the chat. He says, I called it last night. Steelers, they are who we thought they were, right? <laughs> I don't Steelers, damn Steelers. And also says, I think that Dallas wins, but Philly loses in the playoffs. So Anna's basically saying that, the, the Dallas Cowboys will beat Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football, but when they play in the playoffs in the divisional championship round or whatever it is called, I guess the second round, right? They will be losing to the Philadelphia Eagles. But guys, the phone lines are officially open here. Uh, 434-468-1234 are the phone lines. And it sounds like we do have somebody on the phone here, Hoffie. So who do we got? He hung up on me. He hung up on you. Elves. Elves. L7 loser, right? <laughs> 1997 just called. But, guys, before we get into the phone lines here, I do think that the Dallas Cowboys can legitimately beat the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. I do think the Cowboys have the advantage over the Philadelphia Eagles right now. They definitely have the psyche advantage, right? So, I have three ways that the Dallas Cowboys can pull the upset Versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And number one, the one thing that they need to do is they need to get underneath the skin of the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw the San Francisco 49ers do it, right? We uh, Granted, the 49ers were losing their cool as well, but we've seen that the skin has been popped up a little bit on the Philadelphia Eagles. It's, it's a little bit easier to get that infection in there. Get in there, talk that smack, right? Get underneath their skin, and bada bing, bada boom, the Eagles will self-implode. With that being said, also, we have to realize that the Philadelphia Eagles have played like four primetime games in a row, and they got three primetime games coming. They are wore out. They are a team that is wore out. Number two, expose the weakness of the defense, and that is to run the damn ball. The Eagles' run defense got exposed last night, or last week, Versus the 49ers. I think they ran for like 200 and some odd yards. Ran all over them. Up and down the field. Back and back and back again. Run the damn ball. 
Number three, don't let A.J. Brown catch the ball. Don't let A.J. Brown catch the ball. Don't even let him throw them this like, like his way. I want you to physically and mentally shut down A.J. Brown because we've seen it uh, week five, I think it was. The Philadelphia Eagles were up like 17 points, and A.J. Brown was throwing a fit on the sideline. I need the damn ball. Don't let him catch the ball. Let him self-implode the team. That's what you got to do. Hoffy, what do you got f- for us? We got Big Jim Powell on the uh, on the line. What's up, Jim? Can you hear me? Hey, guys. What's up? What's going on, Jim? Hello. We can hear you, Jim. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was sitting here listening, going through the very last dead zone in Kentucky, and I ended up listening to banjo music instead of Buck. But he was trying to get across that the Cowboys are going to get into the playoffs and make this great big run and and everything's going to be all peaches and cream and candy I, and nuts for Christmas. I, I, I said that. Every time they get to the first round, it's a complete disaster. How are they going to get past the first round this year? And it can't be how they play the regular season because they play the regular season terrifically every year. And then first round of the playoffs, they choke like Linda Lovelace in a 70s movie. <laughs> all right. So first of all, Martha Stewart, but first of all, the Dallas Cowboys have <laughs> won first round games the last two seasons, I if I'm not mistaken. You. Right. The last two seasons, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, sorry. Uh, it but and then they did lose to the 49ers in uh, that first round game in 2021. The biggest downfall for the Dallas Cowboys has been Kellen Moore. What's that? Yeah, we, we, can, we can hear you. You can't hear us? I can hear you. I can't hear him. Huh. Fuck. I don't know, man. He can hear me, but he can't hear you. Tell him that Kellen Moore was the issue. Kellen Moore was the issue. He's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. Oh, but for the last seven years. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Kellen Moore has been the issue. Kellen Moore has been the issue over and over okay again. Now. I can I can start listening again. I just wanted to make that point that uh, you know, does it matter if you're if you're second or thirty second if you're not first? I agree with you, Jim. Thanks for calling in. I got it. Hoffie will. We'll have to test that phone 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 line again and figure it out. But to add to Jim's point here, yes, the Cowboys have faltered in the playoffs, right? But it seems they have one first round exit, and that was 2021 versus the San Francisco 49ers. 2018, they beat the Seahawks in the first round, lost to the Rams. 2016, Beat the Detroit Lions, lost to the Packers. Last season, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ended Tom Brady's career, if I'm not mistaken, right? And then lost to the San Francisco 49ers. The the one time the Cowboys have lost in the first round in the last five, six years, it was because Kellen Moore put freaking Zeke Elliott at center. Does that make any sense? Let's do a swinging, winging gate and put freaking Zeke Elliott at center. The Dallas Cowboys have a new look offense. The Dallas Cowboys are a damn good team. The Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, baby. Face it, Jim. Face it. Ant says Dak got to play better in the playoffs too. This year's playoff will determine his future with the team. I think you are right, Ant. I mean, obviously right now Dak is playing for a contract, right? I believe he is a free agent at the end of the season. Dak is playing to be the next highest paid quarterback in the NFL. It is what it is. The next quarterback up, either you're getting the highest contract or you're getting cut. That is just the way it is. I don't know why. Can you hear me? That is just the way it is. Who do we got? Hoffy, you're on mute, big guy. Uh, I don't know what Hoppy's doing here, but Ant, you are correctly right. Dak is playing for a contract this this season. So, Hoffy, as soon as you're ready, go ahead and bring him off mute. Uh, scroll through some next comments here. Over here on the old TikTok page, 
They said Dallas Cowboys are the GOAT. It doesn't matter whether they lose to Philly, whether they lose to the Eagles, lose to the 49ers, I should should say, go Dallas Cowboys over and over and over again. Jeez. Got some Cowboys lovers. Hoffy, are you good? Or do we need to... Uh, uh, da, 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 da. What's what's going on here? I gotta uh, talk to my boss here. All right, man. Holler, holler at you later. All right, guys. So moving on here, we have talked enough about the Dallas Cowboys. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We just had the man, the myth, the legend pop into the chat here. We had a NFL expert pop into the chat here. We had a man. That has this little computer algorithm. He calls it the supercomputer. Pop into the chat here. And that is Mr. Wayne freaking G. Wayne G says the Cowboys have to pay Dak. No alternative. Won't pick high enough to get a franchise guy and other free agents is cousins. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys opportunities uh, in this year's draft, right? I believe it was the uh, uh, draft with uh, Kenny Pickett and Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, right? All those guys were uh, top picks, right? All those guys, Trey Lance, etc. I believe none of them are starting right now. <laughs> none, none of those guys are starting, but the uh, what was it like the twenty fifth overall pick is starting, but. The Dallas Cowboys do not have to pay Dak. I think they will pay Dak, but they do not have to pay Dak. There is a reason why they picked up Trey Lance. There is a reason why they traded for the number four overall pick. Is it a fourth rounder? What? There's a reason why they got Trey Lance. Whether it's some type of contract dispute with Dak Prescott moving forward, whether it's some type of... This or that, like, the Dallas Cowboys have options. And to be totally honest, Kirk Cousins to the Dallas Cowboys does not sound that bad. Does not sound that bad. There's also going to be some other free agents out there. Zach Wilson. Could you mold Zach Wilson into being your, being your guy? I said it yesterday. I think the reason why quarterbacks like Zach Wilson is failing because they don't know how to develop a guy, right? Put him on the Dallas Cowboys franchise tag Dak and see what happens, right? There are other options out there. Hell, Sam Darnold. When we talk about system quarterbacks, right, I think Dak Prescott is a system quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He fits the system very, very well. Basically, all you got to do is nickel and dime down the field and throw it deep when you need to. Right? That's what the offense is. Run, 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 pass, run, pass, throw it deep to C.D. Lamb. Trey Lance could do that. Zach Wilson could do that. Kirk Cousins does that very, very well year after year after year. But let me put a wild card out there. Miami Dolphins have a backup quarterback by the name of Skylar Thompson. From the Kansas State University. Just saying. It is what it is. And says they really don't have to pay him. They could do a sign-in trade with another team and, or develop Lance. Sign-in trades are very, very rare in the NFL, Ant. I cannot think of a last time somebody has signed and trade. Because when you sign and trade, now that team is stuck to that contract. And they got to eat all the eat all that money, right? happens very very rarely now if Dak Prescott let's let's say let's play hypothetically here right let's let's be devil's advocate if the Dallas Cowboys do not get a deal done with Dak Prescott they can franchise tag him that's going to probably cost you I don't know what the franchise tag tag is for the quarterbacks going next year but let's say it's 80 million right it's not going to be that much, but like $45 million, right? Let's say they tag him. $45 million. Dak Prescott plays out of his mind again, right? Plays out of his mind. MVP, Super Bowl, right? They can't figure out a, uh, uh, figure out a, a contract again. 
At this particular point, Trey Lance has been in the system for two years, right? Franchise tag him again. If Trey Lance isn't if Trey Lance isn't isn't ready, franchise tag him one more time. That also gives you two years to draft, right? Maybe Bo Nix falls down to you. Maybe uh I don't know, you find somebody like a Brock Purdy in the seventh round, right? Maybe, just maybe. The Dallas Cowboys have plenty of time to figure out their quarterback situation if they don't sign Dak. It is what it is. And this guy just got blocked. Just got blocked. And don't be clicking on that link. That's totally spam. You know that, right? Moving on, moving on, moving on. If he does get traded, what team do you think would get him? I don't think the Dallas Cowboys would trade Dak Prescott. They would just let him test free agency, and then they'll get a a, a conventional pick or whatever it is. Be like a second round or third round credential pick. I'm not for sure how that all works. I should probably do some research to see how to see how that works. But I do not think he gets traded. But if you want to play that route, the Dallas Cowboys sign him for. Uh, what is the uh, tag where? You get the franchise tag, and some other team can like match it or something like that, and you get to choose whatever that. I think it's a non-exclusive. No, it's not. It's 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 an ex ex an, an exclusive tag, right? But a team that would fit Dak Prescott, right? Minnesota Vikings. Josh Dobbs is not the answer. I have not seen enough of of, of their rookie to determine whether he is going to be a game changer or. Or, or not, a team like the Seattle Seahawks, a team like the Chicago Bears could make a play, right? If they don't get Caleb Williams, because I think Justin Fields is gone. But a wild card here, a wild card, a team like the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Arizona Cardinals want to move on from Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is basically playing for the next team at this particular point. So if a trade were to happen, I think an apples-to-apples trade straight, 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 straight up would be Kyler Murray for a Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott would do great in Arizona, and I think Kyler Murray would be successful in Dallas. Uh I think you're right there, and I think it is called an exclusive tag, uh, but it is what it is. Wayne G says the Lions. The Lions would be a great fit for Dak Prescott. Dak would be an upgrade over Jared Goff. However, let's not forget, Wayne G, they just uh, activated Hendon Hooker off the IR. They still have that rookie, highly sought-out rookie. Wasn't He was a first-round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Not mistaken, uh, I believe he was a first-round pick. Hendon Hooker, uh, but I don't think uh, I don't think that the that that the Detroit Lions are going to move on from Jared Goff because I think the Detroit Lions are going to make some noise in the postseason. I think they're going to make it to an NFC Championship uh, a game, right? I I think they're going to you know be biting kneecaps come to playoff times. I I I really think they're going to be able to turn it on and turn it and you'll know, get that killer instinct back in the in the in the Detroit Lions fan base there. Now if they do that Jared Goff I think will stay there. Now if they are first round exit, right? And they get blown out by I don't know, let's say the Cowboys. Let's just play devil's advocate. Let's just play their they're playing the Cowboys, right? They get blown out. Jared Goff could go to Dallas because he is a free agent at the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken. He might have one year left, like a opt-in option. But Hennon Hooker is the future. Hennon Hooker is the future in 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 Detroit. Who was the last quarterback they drafted? As in who, John? The Detroit Lions' last quarterback that they drafted was Hinton Hooker. 
The Dallas Cowboys' last quarterback that they drafted that's playing right now is Dak Prescott. Uh, they did draft uh, a backup. I don't know his name. Was it Cooper Rush? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. But let's get into some more NFL talk here, some more games. We had the Denver Broncos taking on the L.A. Chargers. This game has got a lot of playoff implications in it, right? If the Chargers lose this game, I think they're out of the playoffs. There's no chance they're going to rebound from this law to the Denver Broncos. And, and, and if the Broncos win, I feel like they are in control of their own destiny. I feel like this game is very, very important on both teams. But who is it more important for? I think it's more important for the Denver Broncos. It is more important for the Denver Broncos to prove that their five wins in a row wasn't a fluke. That their, that their five wins in like in a row was them actually playing good competitive football. Last week, they kind of shit the bed. Let's just be honest. They kind of shit the bed against the Texans. Come out sluggish, kind of like, ah, oh, what's going on, right? They need a nice little rebound win. Because it seems like every time the Denver Broncos come together, everything starts to click in, uh, right? They need this win. The Denver Broncos need this win more. That puts them up at, what, eight wins on the season? Is it seven wins? Uh, let me, let me, uh, I can't read my handwriting because I was in a hurry writing this Denver Broncos thing. So that puts them at seven wins on the season. Squarely in the playoff hunt. Chargers lose. I think they're out. Guys, let me know who needs this win more. Denver Broncos or the LA Chargers. Ant says, I got the Broncos winning. It is at LA. So the Broncos will have home field advantage, right? Because nobody likes to go to L.A. games for whatever reason. I don't know why, but they don't. But the L.A. Chargers, yeah. What is? The, let me ask you guys this question. Hypothetically, if you wanted to get somebody in a leadership role fired, you want to get your boss fired. You want to get your team lead fired, right? What do you do? You uh, you underperform at said job, right? You underperform at your job, and it looks bad on the leader of the shift or the crew or the department or the store, right? It looks bad on them. I truly think that the Los Angeles Chargers want their head coach out. I think they want Brandon Stanley out of town very, very much so. Whether it's Kellen Moore being the head coach, whether they bring in a guy like Eric Bieniemy, I think they want Brandon Stanley out of coat, out of town. I think they want him out of the, like out of town. So, with that being said, I think they're going to underperform. I think the Chargers are going to purposely underperform because. Let's just be honest, they're at five and six right now, or five and seven on the season. This this win will give will, if they were to beat the Broncos, it only gives them six wins. They'll need a lot of help to get into the playoffs. It's like a 20% chance. Not very good. Like at one point, or at some point, you just realize, like, hey, we're just not a very good team. And I think the Chargers players see that. I think the Chargers are going to underperform this game. And I think they're going to purposely possibly play bad to get their coach out of town. The Chargers need an intervention like the, uh, like the Las Vegas Raiders did when they got uh, Josh McDaniels out of town. Joey Bosa, uh, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, those boys need to get the team together and have a, quote, air it out session and get Stanley out of town. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm with you, Ant. I think the Broncos have the advantage. I think the Broncos had everything clicking for them. The Broncos are playing for the playoff lives. But I, th I, I think the Chargers upset them. For whatever reason, the Chargers are just like the Steelers. 
Every time you write the uh, Chargers off, write the Steelers off, write the Bagels off, bada bing, bada boom, the next week they're winning versus a top team in the AFC. I think the Chargers do get the upset. Wayne G says two versus Chargers. Raiders, Pats, Lions, they have to go four and one to end the season. They do. Broncos have a lot of work to do. <coughs> Excuse me. Wayne G asked the question, do they go hard after Hardball or Bienemy? I think Bienemy embarked to replace Rivera, but Chargers is a better job. So we are talking about the LA Chargers job here, and they're possibly if Staley was to, was to go elsewhere, right? If 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 Staley were to get fired, I think there's a reason why they signed Kellen Moore when he was fired for like 15 minutes, right? The ink dried on the ink dried on the Cowboys pink slip and he was hired by the LA Chargers. There's a reason for that. I think Kellen Moore is the future head coach in LA. I don't think Eric Bieniemy wants to be in Washington. I don't think Eric Eric Bieniemy wants to lead the Commanders in any way, shape, or form. I think the I think Eric Bieniemy is going to go to the Chicago Bears. I think Matt Everflus and that whole system is out. The reason why I say that because the Bears have a history with Ryan Pools and Eric Bieniemy both at the Kansas City Chiefs a couple years ago, right? So I think Eric Bieniemy gets hired as a head coach finally as the Chicago Bears, and we'll see why many teams have passed on him many, many before because he's not built to be a head coach. Now, as far as Harbaugh, I believe you're referring to Jim Harbaugh with the Michigan, right? I don't know Jim Harbaugh would be sought out by the Chicago Bears or the Chargers. I think Jim Harbaugh would go to a team like the Jets because I think Robert Sala has gone after this season. I think Jim Harbaugh would go to a team like the... Um, are the New York Giants on the hot seat? I think Jim Jim Harbaugh goes to a team that is on a, on a surprise firing spree if he decides to go to the NFL. If he decides to go to the NFL and says Eric Bieniemy would have been a great fit, especially with the chargers being the same division as the chiefs. And let me tell you something. Eric Bieniemy was passed over by at least six head coaching opportunities. He wasn't even called back for a second interview on any of them. Eric Bieniemy is not a bad offensive coordinator. Not a bad quarterback coach. There's a reason why teams passed on Eric Bieniemy over and over and over again. There is a reason why he took a lateral move to go the Washington Commanders to prove that it like he like it wasn't all Andy Reid, right? Well, guess what? It's looking like it all was Andy Reid. The Commanders are not very good. At all. Not very good at all. Eric Bieniemy is not going to be a very good head coach in the NFL. Now, he might he might surprise the hell out of us. He might. Might bring that if factor. Who knows? Hoffy, welcome back. Do you think... Uh, I got to re-add you. Damn it. Give me a second. Hoffy, do you think Eric Bieniemy will be a good head coach? No, I do not. <clears throat> I I think basically like you said. I mean, that offense that he was running at Kansas City was a <clears throat> excuse me was well, a lot to do with Andy Reid more so than it was Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. So Jameson is uh, in the chat, and he says the Commanders are going to fire everyone. The Chargers are as well. The Patriots should as well. Fire everybody, right? 
And then Ant says the, the uh, Patriots commander... fire Bill Belichick. Who out there though is a better coach? I that would be I, worth. I've heard everybody throw out the name OJ Mayo or so or something just just like that. He's he was a linebacker for the Patriots. He is he he is a Bill Belichick. So yeah. we're gonna fire a Bill Belichick to hire a non-proven Bill Belichick, a younger Bill, a a, a younger coach, right? It's like so. I don't think the coach is the issue. I think it's him as a GM. No, here is the issue that I think that Bill Belichick has, right? At some point, what makes Andy Reid so successful, even though him and Bill Bill Belichick are the same age, is that Andy Reid can relate to his players, right? Andy Reid is doing those commercials, hanging, like, hanging out with, 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 with his players. At, like, he, he is legitimately excited for his team when they win it, do you ever watch the videos of Andy Reid on TikTok like after the game and they and like and they come in and they're like how about them Chiefs right like he like the players love playing for Andy Reid I don't think anybody on the New England Patriots right now love playing for Bill Belichick and I think that is one of the biggest issues is like he he is so stone-faced he is just so like old school mentality like i can't hang out with you because you know it just like and nobody likes that i mean in all the interviews everyone's saying how much they love bill belichick and you know love playing for him but there was that play yesterday where was it they they handed it off to the tight end and he tried to throw the ball at the one yard line or oh, whatever for that touchdown yeah and, he went and the player you know Wilson batted it down and ran up the sideline and tried to give Belichick like a high five. And he gave him one of those like, like, yeah, like what the fuck? And yeah. then, you know, they said it best after the game, as he's walking into the locker room, there's like, Oh, there goes Bill Belichick looking like, uh, you know, he just lost. So yeah, maybe he was unhappy because they won and he was trying to lose. But I think it was quite obvious from his reactions on the sidelines when they, you know, got that, um, the, the turnover that sealed the game basically that uh you know he was was happy to win but yeah, but that was the first time I've, I've I've seen Bill Belichick smile in a very very long time and other than a Super Bowl victory he doesn't smile right well, well but like so winning cures all right so you and me could hate each other but as long as we are winning games that can wait, right? But if we lose, like, a guy will be like, Hoffy, you suck. You've been hit of the middle all season long, and, and like, you've been getting out every time. Like, figure yourself out. Like, it just, like, mean, like, but when we're winning and I still hate you, like, oh, good hit up the middle, man. Good job. It's just, like, winning cures all, and right now the Patriots are not winning, so therefore the players are kind of rebelling in the old school way. They're like, they see coaches like D'Amico Ryans jumping up and chest bumping his players. They see Andy Reid on commercials, right? They they see player. We live in a generation where we see those things, and I think the Bill Belichick effect has taken its course, and it's time to move on, honestly. And I don't think Jim Harbaugh would be the answer. You need a up-and-coming we'll young to. coach that is going to bring some fire into the Patriots. I think Jim Hardball would benefit a team such as the Chargers. I know that he's talked highly about, you know, Justin Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks and, and whatnot. Um, but I, I I think it would have to be going to the Chargers or it would have to be going to the Bears where they draft someone like Caleb Williams and, you know, he's coming in with, with the quarterback of his choice. But... Right, I think those are the only two teams that would benefit from from having a, a coach like Jim Harbaugh. You know, honestly, a great coach for the new for the New England Patriots would be the uh, Cowboys' defensive coordinator. Uh, what's his name? He was an offensive co or he was a head coach for the uh, Falcons for a few years. Got fired. He was a defensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Uh, what is his name? I don't want anything to do with Mister Twenty Eight to Three. What are you talking about? He was part of the Falcons when... Uh, was he the head coach? Or, yeah, not. he was the head coach of the Falcons when we uh, we smacked him in the uh, the playoffs. 
People love playing so, for that guy, though. Uh, what is his name? Uh, people, I can't believe we can't think of his name, but I'm going to pull it up here. And quite, people Dan abs- Quinn. Dan Quinn. People love playing for that guy. Like, he has his hat on backwards. He is excited to see his players do to be successful. That's that's that 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 is what the Patriots need is the extreme polar opposite, Mister Clean Cut, Mister Slacks in a polo shirt to like work into slides backwards hat and cut off sweatpants. That's what the Patriots need. Dan 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 Quinn. Hoffy, we're getting to the end of the show. We didn't talk about the Colts or the Bengals. We didn't talk about the Chiefs or Bills. But those are some big games coming up as well. But let's go ahead and go through some pickums here real quick, Hoffy. This is straight off the top of the dome. Obviously, you can change your picks when you do your bets. But Bucks versus Falcons, who do you got? Bucks. Bucks. You know what? I've been on the Bucks train for a very, very long time. I thought the Bucks were going to the NFC South. Baker Mayfield, uh, you're still my dog. Falcons win. Uh, Lions versus Bears, who do you got? The Lions. And I'm picking the Bears, baby. Justin Fields goes down in the first quarter. He gets benched. Throwing like three interceptions. Bitch, that man. <laughs> Tyson Bajan comes in. Leads it to the promised land. Let's go. Colts versus Bengals. Who do you got? Bengals. This is a game that I wanted to talk about. Because if the Bengals lose this game, I feel like they are out of the playoff picture. I think the Colts have to win this game. Uh, because that would, that would give them eight wins on the season and squarely in, into that wild card spot. The Colts are going to come in there and they're going to know that they're going to have to win. They're going to be playing tight. Tight butthole in that game. I think the Bengals pull it out somehow, some way with the, uh, uh, Jake Browning. Carolina Panthers taking on the Saints. Who do you got? Saints. I'm taking the Panthers. I think Derek Carr's course has run his time in uh, New Orleans. I've seen a GoFundMe page for uh, uh, for uh, fans paying the dead cap hit on uh, Derek Carr on the Saints. They, they they don't like him, Derek Carr, right now. Uh, I want to pick the Panthers, but I'm going to switch it and, and go to Saints. Texans taking on the Jets. Who do you got? Texans. I'm, I'm taking the Jets. I, I think the oh, Jets pull Jesus. it out. Zach Wilson starting, baby. The man, the myth, the legend's back. Oh, this is the chance for the Texans to take control of the AFC South, baby. It is a chance, and they're going to shit the bed because Zach Wilson going to throw four tutties. Not one, not no, two, no, not no. three, but four tutties. Four tutties from the they New York They're going to clap them cheeks. Uh, <laughs> this is a game that's very, very intriguing. The Rams take on the Baltimore Ravens at Baltimore. Who do you got? Oh, yeah, real intriguing. Baltimore. It is very intriguing because the Rams are battling for their playoff lives. Right now, they're seventh seed. They need to win this win. But I do think the Ravens off a of bye week coming in uh beat down the Rams. Vikings versus the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. I like the Raiders too. Vikings uh five game winning streak was all a fluke. They're they are done. Seattle take on the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you got? 49ers. Is it hard to pick against the 49ers? 49ers are clicking on all cylinders right now. They're looking pretty damn good. Give me the 49ers. Do it. Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom, baby. Chiefs Kingdom. Reds Friday it is. The Kansas City Chiefs have to win this game. This is a must-win game for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I do think they come out and play with a sense of urgency finally and win that game. Denver Broncos taking on the Chargers. We just talked about this. Who do you got? Denver Broncos, because I want Staley fired. And and I think somehow, some way, the Chargers pull it out. Every time we write them off, they come back from the freaking dead. Sunday what night football, fuck? baby. Sunday night football. Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Who do you got? Philly. And I'm taking... See this, Hoffie? 
See this? The Dallas Cowboys, baby! Let's go! Settle up, because we about to ride those birds. Ride it, ride it, ride it. I we hope out. you do. I hope they do. We have two Monday night games happening. We'll talk about those Monday night, but we got the Titans taking on the Miami Dolphins and the Green Bay Packers taking on the New York football Giants. We're not going to pick those games, but what game are you, are you going to watch this weekend, Hoffy? All of them. All of them. The must game watch for for, for eight, me. Eight screens. Eight screens up. All eight games at once, baby. That's that that is tough. I will give you some ecstasy so you can really enjoy it. But I am watching the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Cleveland Browns. We did not pick that game. Who do you got in the, like in the, like in that one? That's gonna be a freaking shit show. Um Give me the Browns. And I'm picking a tie. <laughs> we out.